Welcome to The Real Truth About Business, the show dedicated to giving small business owners like you the real, straight, and honest truth about growing a sustainable and profitable business. I'm your host, Michelle Denio, strategic growth consultant, networking expert, and your new biz bestie. Every episode, you can expect actionable tips and insights covering topics from pricing to networking, mindset to strategic planning, latest market trends, and just some good old-fashioned tried-and-true business growth strategies. Ready to dive in? Let's go. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Real Truth About Business. I'm super excited today because we have our very first guest episode. Um, So you know, with if you've been listening to my other podcast for a while, I did mostly solo episodes. But with the real truth about business, my goal is to bring on guests and just have basic conversation. You know, the goal here is not to, I want to obviously showcase the um, expertise of other people, but the goal again is to just tell the real truth and have conversations with people I see building their business in a way that is sustainable and Today, I have Elaine Jardin with me, who is a email marketing strategist and copywriter and also my email marketing strategist. So I absolutely love her. And she's also probably one of my biggest sounding boards. I blow up her WhatsApp on a regular, um, which is I just appreciate and love that I have you in my corner right now, Elaine. So please take the mic and introduce yourselves, tell everybody, and then we're going to dive into today's topic, which is about prioritizing the boring money-making activities. So anyways, Elaine, it's all you. Okay. Hey, Michelle, thank you so much for having me. Um, Yes, I am a former teacher turned email marketing strategist and copywriter, and I really um, built my business on the boring stuff, to be honest. Like I'm one of those people that entered the online space during COVID. And that was the thing. The boring stuff is what allowed me to make more money my first year in business than I ever made as a teacher, even with a master's degree and a lot of experience. So I'm excited to dive into this. Yeah, me too. Because one of the things I think the reason why I asked Elaine to come on this um, call today or this episode really was because she's been posting a lot of TikTok content about, you know, doing the boring things and how, you know, you see all these people on basically social media managers, let's just call them what they are and the content creators and telling you all of these things like, oh, your content's not sexy enough. That's why things aren't doing. And you're, you're, you're not telling people what they really want to hear and having to do all these boring things is not what's sexy. And that's not what's drawing people in. And I've been told that probably for the whole five years that I've been in business, that the things I teach and the things that I talk about and the things that I really find important when it comes to building business are boring, right? right? They're not sexy enough. But the reality is, again, it's just the truth. The non-sexy things are the things that make you money, right? Yes, the sexy things are fun. And when I talk about that, when I say the word sexy, what I mean by that is the creative things, the websites, the playing in Canva all day and being super creative and creating new offers and All of these things are really fun, right? Like we love to create new offers. We love to raise our prices. We love to do all of these fun things, but none of it sells if you don't have the boring stuff backing you up. So Elaine, 
I would love to just hear like, what are your boring things? What do you prioritize as boring and what makes you the most money? Okay. So I firmly believe that in, and I'm talking about, so service providers are the people I primarily work with. So if you're e-commerce product-based, if you want to be an influencer, like this advice does not hold true. But if you're a service provider coach, somebody who works one-to-one with clients, like I really truly believe that it's not always that the best person wins. I think it's the person who shows up the most who wins. So I prioritize being the best at following up. So, which is kind of a boring activity, right? You know, you send out a proposal, you don't hear back, you keep following up, you keep following up. You're like, wonder what's going on. Because like my goal is to get to an answer. Like I'm very fine with hearing no, but I don't like living in the gray. So following up can be very boring and tedious, but that's the key. Even if it's not a proposal situation, following up on somebody you had a networking call with six months ago to see what's new, how you can support them. That to me is my number one boring activity is following up. Yeah. And following up, I think for a lot of people, the reason they don't do it, not necessarily so much even that it's boring, is because there is that fear of being being told no, right? There's the fear of being told no. There's the fear of being told they're being too pushy or they're too salesy or anything like that. But the reality is, again, we're here to talk real truth. The reality is, is business is business. And in order for you to make money, you need an answer, right? And we are all in business to make money. These are not hobbies. This is not a volunteer opportunity. We are not a nonprofit. We're not doing this as a donation of our time. We do this because in exchange, we need to make money. That's what a business is. Business runs on revenue and profit. And if you're not bringing in the revenue and you're not making any profit, then you don't have a business. And so these things like following up, like, like Elaine is saying, like, just get to an answer. No means move on, right? And maybe for the most part, no means not right now in, in a lot of ways. And that's a topic for another day. But I think following up is one of the biggest things that people don't do consistently, which I think is another point you wanted to mention, too, that you talk about all the time is consistency. Yeah. And I, I understand where that comes from, right? Like nobody it's it's hard because when you're the person doing the follow-up, you're like, I don't want to be pesty. Like, I don't want to annoy them. And I had a former coach who said something that I say all the time, which is you can't annoy the right people. So there are tons of times that I've followed up with someone and they're like, oh my gosh, like I meant to email you back. Or, you know, when I got to this screen, like my credit card wasn't with me. And so I didn't put the payment through. I'm going to take care of it today. Like people are people. And I've been that person. Mm-hmm. I've been that client for other people where I'm like, oh my gosh, thank goodness you said something because I totally like forgot or blanked or whatever. And so if it's the right person, they're not going to be annoyed. And then the flip side, like you said, is accepting no. If somebody's like, no, thanks. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm not going to keep like trying to wear them down or anything. But the follow-up is like absolutely crucial. And if follow-up isn't someone's strong suit, I'd say automate as much of that as you can. You know, write the templates in advance, Set set a system up for yourself where you're like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send a proposal. I'm going to follow up if I don't hear anything after two days. I'm going to follow up again after five. I'm going to follow up again after seven. Something like that that like takes the emotion out of it so that you can just be like, I'm following my process. And that's also the thing that helps with consistency is, you know, if you're like, I'm the kind of person that sits down and I follow up with two former clients every single day, then that's just who you are. You don't have to make the decision. You don't have to think about it. You just do it. 
And that's, you know, discipline beats motivation. You're never going to feel like doing any of these things. You just have to have the discipline to do them. Exactly. I think back in 2018 or 19, um, I primarily focused my business on that. I created a, a program. It was called 30 Minutes to More at the time. It's in it's included in my lead generation done differently bundle now. It's, um, now I think I call it my daily three to one outreach, but that's essentially what it is. It's this daily activity that's, you know, three new connections, like starting three new conversations a day, which I want to talk to you about because I know you do a, a lot of that. And then two follow-ups per day and then showing up one level of visibility. Like, what are you doing to get visible? What are you doing to keep your name, you know, top of mind for your people? And that's it. And it can be done in 30 minutes a day. I've tested it a million different ways and a million different times, but it's like that you don't have to do all the boring things all day long. And I think that's the other thing that we got to really talk about and really dive into is that these boring money-making activities are fast. They're not like you're going to sit in them for eight hours a day. Nobody wants to do that. We would never be business owners if we never could have fun, right? Like, But you can also find fun ways to do it, right? Like you can send voice memos, like you said, automate it so that it's just you know it's happening and you don't even have to... Um, you don't even have to think about it. I actually did a coffee chat with somebody recently. And before we ended the coffee chat, she said, you are going to get a, a couple different follow-up messages from me. They are automated, but know that if you reply, it's me on the other side. But I follow up and I put it in there because if I don't automate it, I won't do it. And I want to make sure that you and I stay in touch. And I want to make sure that if we talked about something that we meant to follow up on, that it actually happens because that's part of she, she teaches networking. She's like, one of the biggest things that never happens is we talk, you know, you have these coffee chats, you do these things, you network, you're like, oh my God, that would be so great. We should do a podcast interview or we should do this. And there's nothing around it. And so she said, I follow, I automate my follow-up and it says right in the subject line, this is an automation or something like that. And she doesn't hide behind it, but it works. But she said, I'm on the other side of it. Just know that I can't possibly remember to follow up with every single person. Yes. And I think that is so smart to name it, number one. And number two, I bet she gets so many more you know, results so much more follow through because she's done that automation step, like the sacrifice in like, oh, it's not like entirely just me sitting at my keyboard. But like, let's be honest, how that's not going to get done. I love that. I love it. Yeah, it's just she's just real. You know what I mean? Again, like this is that's why I want to the real truth. It's she's just calling the truth out. Don't hide behind it. She's saying I'll never remember. So this is what I did. And Here's how it works. And so I think that is really important. But talk about consistency. And I want to tell people your story a little bit on how you replaced your income in your first year. Like you are not afraid of cold pitching, which, you know, is not a, it's not for everybody. But we let's talk about that. You're not afraid to have conversations. And you did that. So just talk about it. Talk about what did you do when you decided, like, you know what, I'm going to give myself a year to figure this out. What did your days look like? Yeah. Um, okay. So I, um, started as a Dubsado specialist. Dubsado is a client relationship management system, right? So you can send your contracts, proposals, invoices, all that kind of stuff in there. Um, and so I think the first thing that I did that was, I didn't mean to do it, but that worked very well for me is I became very specialized very early. And so it was easy for people to refer me. You know, anytime I spoke to them, they're like, what do you do? And I'm like, I set up Dubsado. And they're like, do you do anything else? And I'm like, no. 
And at first I thought that would be really limiting. I'm like, I'm going to have to add on like all these other services, but no, because then anytime people heard Dubsado come up in a conversation, they're like, oh, you need to talk to Elaine. Oh, you need to talk to Elaine. So I think that really played in my favor. Um, then there was one specific Facebook group that would always have a coffee chat thread on Mondays. And so I would go in and I would look through and anybody that dropped a coffee chat link I hadn't spoken to, I would book a call that week. And I talked to like 150 different people. And what's crazy is some of these people now are like running meta ads and they seem like such big like people. And I'm like, who was I just being like, hey, I'm Elaine, let's talk about Debs Auto. Um, but that was really the key is I had a ton of conversations. I tracked them all in ClickUp, right? So I had like who it was, what their industry was, when I was going to follow up with them, all my notes. And like that was the bulk of my marketing for an entire year was just talking to people. And then I'd say like, hey, if you know anybody else who is a service provider or who's an online business manager, because those are great referral people for me, like I would love to meet them. And it was just like coffee chat after coffee chat after coffee chat. Um, mm-hmm. Also, I ask former clients for referrals. So that's another like area that I think is a, a helpful thing to automate because it's easy to forget like, oh, we worked together a year ago. You know, it's nice to have an email that comes out that's like, hey, so-and-so like, here's what I'm up to, blah, blah, blah. Like, how are you? I'm looking for this kind of person. Is there anybody you know I can talk to? If they had a good experience, it's a very natural thing for them to be like, oh yeah, you need to talk to so-and-so. Yeah, I think that's another key point here to remember is that we assume people will send us referrals, you know, on a regular. And we just assume that people know or are thinking of us. But the reality is, is most people aren't thinking about other people. And that doesn't mean that we're being rude. It doesn't mean it just we're busy. For the most part, people are busy and they're not thinking about unless somebody specifically comes to them and says, hey, I'm looking for somebody. Do you know anybody? Right? Like they're not thinking about you or they don't know that you're taking on new clients, right? They don't, they could just assume like they could watch your social media content and think, oh my gosh, she's killing it. She's busy. She's crazy. They could just assume that you're too busy and that you're not taking on new clients. So even just letting people know like, yes, I am available. I have these many spots. Here's what it looks like. Do you know anybody? Then, you know, it just, again, it's about that top of mind awareness. I view that as like a visibility. If I were talking like my three, two, one strategy, it would be more of the one, like asking for the referral is something that you can do to keep yourself visible, keep yourself top of mind. And that is what maybe not the most exciting thing to do in your business, but what's exciting is when you get a referral on the other end. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Um, I was also going to say too, I think that there's this issue of capacity that all of us have if we work one-to-one and, um, that's where like the conversations like you're describing really can come in handy because it, at least for me, it forces me to be more, um, attuned to like, how many spots do I really have right now? Because it's easy for me to be like, yeah, I'm going to keep selling. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to actually deliver the work. Like I don't have any time. Um, and so having those things where it's like, okay, I have this many email marketing spots available. I have this many website copy um, really helps me then manage that capacity and makes my outreach more targeted because I know exactly what I'm asking for. I know exactly what I'm trying to fill. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that you also mentioned was that you tracked your coffee chats and you track your numbers. And like you just said, you know, your capacity, you know, how many clients you have. And I think 
tracking numbers. This is obviously my wheelhouse. I am all for tracking data. Um, I tell everybody, like, I want you guys to be educated business owners, you know, making educated data driven decisions that are um, with real data, not just like, oh, I think this is what's happening, or I think this is where my referrals are coming in, or I, this is where I'm spending the most time. And so this is what must be working. No, like really looking at and seeing like what's working. And you obviously could see that your coffee chats was what's working. You, it was working to tell people that you did Dubsado only at the time. And now you do email marketing. But the other thing too, is you do email marketing, but really only in ConvertKit Mm -hmm. too. So that's also very specific, which I think is, you know, again, there's niching and getting, you know, specific. There's, there's a bunch of sides to that coin, but it's the tracking of the data to know where people are at, what's working, where you're at. And so how are you, how do you do that on a regular basis? So I update all my stuff on Monday. I know a lot of people do like CEO day Friday, but like, I, I like to start the week that way. Cause it kind of gets me in the right gear. You know, if I'm like, Ooh, I didn't do enough of whatever last week, then I can make the change going into this week. Or sometimes I'm like, Oh, this worked really well. Like, okay. Um, I am moving CRMs right now. And I didn't really think people would care that much. So I tossed it up on stories. Okay. I've gotten so many DMS about like, tell me about it. Show me what's going on, all of this. And I'm like, okay, like there's an opportunity here. And so that means I can, you know, do with that what I will. But I, if I had, I got to look at that kind of thing, like my engagement, da, da, da. I was also going to say something about starting conversations with people is also being someone that people want to have a conversation with. And so putting like a little bit of personality or something into DMs or onto posts really helps. Like, for example, I always say, like, whenever I drop my coffee chat link, I'm like, I'm happy to talk about anything except for sports ball, video games, and dressing for your body type. I have no interest in that. And so many people will respond and they're like, I don't want to talk about dressing for your body type either. And I'm like, great, because now we already have something in common. And people that are like, I love dressing for my body type. Well, don't get on a call with me. We're never going to gel. I want you to know right away if I'm for you or not. Um, Mm -hmm. So it also just, when you're looking to make connections, like I always look for people who have something that I can comment on beyond just like, you're killing it, babe. Business looks great. Love it. Which again, (laughs) like that to me, right, is something that people do because it's easy, Mm -hmm. right? These easy type comments are, but true engagement is boring, right? It is boring to scroll social media and have active engagement. It's boring to go through and actually search these Facebook groups for posts that are relevant to what you are doing and and then actually comment on them. I agree on Mondays. I think Mondays are a great day to set up your week. And there's a few things that like I do that are super, I consider them like boring and I have to write them down. Like I have to keep them on my to-do list because otherwise I won't do it. And that's catching up my QuickBooks, right? To look at like, where am I at? What's working? What's not working? Because again, like you don't want to just spend money if if it's not there or aimlessly, or maybe realize like, oh shoot, I forgot I bought this. You know what I mean? Like how many times have you bought something and then you forget and then you go to prioritize, you know, you put it in QuickBooks and it's like, oops, okay, let me go look at that. Um, I have one thing right now that I know for a fact I've not purchased, you know, I purchased and didn't watch. Um, Catching up my coffee chats tracker. So for the, you know, I have the leads tracker, you have a tracker and ClickUp, but like 
updating that. I don't, I try to update it as I go with the notes and whatnot, but I don't always send up the email that says, like, I always send out an email that says, Hey, thanks. It was great to connect. Here's the one sheet that we talked about, or here's the referral link, or here's something. I always try to create and provide value after the fact, but I don't want to do it on this. Like, I don't want to do it immediately because again, I don't want it to get lost. They're busy. I'm busy. I don't want to not put any thought into it. So that's something I do every Monday. And also I look at and lay out like, where can I fit in my reach out? Like, what does it look like? Because if you don't schedule that in, it just is never going to happen. It's never going to happen. We get chatting on WhatsApp for, you know, you're going back and forth with people on WhatsApp all day or, or messenger, Voxer, whatever it is. And before you know it, your day is booked. Your day is booked. You've not really done anything. And I think even looking at the end of the day, like, what did I get done today? Like taking just a minute and looking at like, who did I talk to? Who didn't I talk to? What do I need to do? Right? Like just spending 30 minutes here or there, you're not having to spend an hour, two hours, three hours doing this stuff. If you get into a routine with it, it's an hour, it's maybe 30 minutes at a time, an hour a day that you're actually doing these boring money-making activities, but then you can do the rest, you spend the rest of your day doing whatever you want, right? Yep. And I think you're wise to make it time bound because we all know it'll expand to take however long you give it, right? So if it's like, okay, I only have 30 minutes to do these three tasks, it will get done. Otherwise it will eat the entire day. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I usually try to like, you have to schedule it in. That's just the reality of it. You schedule it in and then I usually have something followed up with something that I want to do. Right. So whether that's, you know, getting into Canva, whether that's checking my WhatsApp messages, cause I love being on WhatsApp or whatever it is. Like I always schedule something after it that I enjoy doing because, but the, again, if you find a way to enjoy, like you said, whether it's through automation, whether it's through find a way to like make these things fun. You can make them fun. Yep. And I think too, I find numbers to be very um, reassuring because they don't feel as personal. So once I know my conversion rate on whatever it is, then I know how to make more of that happen. For example, okay, so if I know my opt-in page right now is converting at about 50%. Okay, if I want, you know, X number of new subscribers on my email list, here's how many people I have to get it put in front of. Okay, that seems manageable to me. I feel good about that. What I don't feel good about is when I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to get more people on my email list. Like it just feels like panic, right? But if I know, okay, I want to get, you know, 10 new people, it's converting at 50%. That means I need to get 20, you know, new people to look at it. Okay. I can get 20 new people to look at it. That seems very doable to me. So even though tracking numbers can come across as really boring, I find it very comforting because it feels less arbitrary. It makes me feel more like I'm driving the car. Well, and it also gives you an ability to create like a strategy for the rest of the week or a strategy for the rest of the month to know where you're spending your time, right? So you may have looked and planned on spending your time doing all these other things only to find out like, oh, I only got to get 20 people if I want 10. That's cool. You know what I mean? And you can just change what you're doing and then you can get super creative with that. You can have a plan of attack for what you're doing and how you're spending your time. And I think Ultimately, it comes down to consistency and figuring out what boring activities you need to do in your business. Like for Elaine, 
it looks a little different than what I prioritize as boring or money-making, right? Like everybody's business has different money-making activities because we all grow our businesses differently. And so really just sitting down and looking at what is it that you want to do? If coffee chats aren't your thing, that's Elaine and I feel very strongly about it. We've built our business that way. You know, I have the 100 Coffee Chats Club, all the things like I believe wholeheartedly that everybody should be having 100 coffee chats a year. But if that's not your thing, then look at your numbers. What is it? What is your thing? Is it conversations in the DMs? Is it networking? Is it, you know, cold pitching? What is it? Is it that you do really well on social media? And if you create consistent content and you have a really powerful attraction marketing, what is it? Even if that's what it is, that's what you have to do. But what is the plan to follow up? What's the next step? Always having that next step. Yep, absolutely. I will say as a little plug for cold pitching, um, generic cold pitches don't convert, right? They just don't. But like a really thoughtful, well-crafted cold pitch is probably the fact, if you're like, I need a client like yesterday, I have found for me as a service provider, right? So like there's some caveats. That is the most direct route to booking a client, right? Is a well-crafted cold pitch, not just like, hey, by the way, I can help you with your email list. Like nobody wants that. Nobody wants Mm -hmm. that at all. Um, But I think it gets a bad name because it's done poorly. But when it's done well, especially for um, businesses that are, not online, like they're very used to that. And so it's, it doesn't seem as taboo as some online business owners. Like, um, you know, people will be like, don't pitch slap me. I don't mind getting a cold pitch. If it's terrible, I'm not moving forward. That's all right. But like, I admire the guts on you. You took action, which a lot of people don't do. They just put up a graphic on Insta and call it a day. Like, at least you were brave enough to reach out to a person. I admire that. Yeah. I mean, it comes back to like rehumanizing business, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's what it is for you is, is rehumanizing, talking to people and looking at how can you help and how can you be of service? It's not about, you know, but really looking at if you need a client sitting there saying like, I need a new client, I need a new client, I need a new client. What do you need to do to get it? Like, what do you need to do to get it? Where are you going to go? Like, do you have people in your pipeline? We talked about that in you know, the last episode. Where are you at? Like, what do you need to do? If you need a new client, go get one. Go get one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Showing up on TikTok is not going to get you a new client, right? Like showing up on Instagram. I mean, it may if you have warm people waiting, right? But again, do you have warm people waiting? Are they in your DMs? Have you spoken to them before? Are you looking to see like, who are the warm people? Who are the people interacting with you all the time, right? Like there's, those are boring things, right? To actually take a look at the numbers. But also again, like think about how exciting it is when you see like, oh my gosh, this person is open every single one of my emails. They click on every single one of my links. And then you reach out to them and say, hey, I see that, you know what I mean? How can I help you? Or you craft something based on the links they're clicking and the stories they're watching. And they say, oh my God, I've been too scared to reach out to you. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It makes you money. Mm-hmm. It does. Awesome. Anything else? You have a amazing freebie offer for them You to help people reach out to people, talk to people, to be human. Um, tell everybody about that. Yes. So it's my standout intro generator. And kind of like I was saying before, you want to give people something to talk to you about. 
This will, you'll answer some short prompts and then hit enter. It's a spreadsheet and it'll spit out five different intros that you can use that are clear about what you do and who it's for, but also have some personality so that people will remember you. You're not just, you know, the 28th copywriter that they've spoken to today. So you can go to elainejarden.com slash intro and grab it, put it into action today. Yes, it's fun. I was playing around with it the other day, actually, because I was getting ready to be on a, a networking call. And I was like, "Ooh, how do I want to introduce myself today? And it's fun if you really just trying to create different ways or really get clear on it. It's it's really a powerful tool and it's fun to use. And but don't get too wrapped up playing with it. Right. Like right. that's not a money making activity <laughs> if you don't do anything with it. Right. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Awesome. Elaine, thank you so much for being my first guest. I will make sure everybody can connect with you. Um, in the show notes, we'll get all of your links. And again, remember guys, I think, you know, we talked about a lot of things here and there's, we talked a lot about follow-up and all of these things. So if we're taking action, you know, I love to give you action tips, right? So action tip number one would be to really create your list of boring money-making activities. What is it in your business that you need to do that you consider boring? And you know how you can tell if it's boring is if, you see it on your list and you go, mm, I don't feel like doing that right now, right? Like if there is something on your list and you get every day you look at it and go, I don't feel like doing that right now. That's a boring money-making activity and you need to start prioritizing it, right? So prioritize your list, figure it out. What are two or three things? We don't need 10 things. We don't need 20 things. We need two or three things that you can commit to every single day, okay? Number two, schedule them on your calendar. Schedule them on your calendar, whether it's once a week, whether it's something you need to do every single day, you know, whatever that looks like. Number three, is there a way to automate it? Elaine gave you some great ideas on ways that you can automate some of these boring activities. And then number four, find a way to stay consistent. Whether you need an accountability partner, whether you need somebody to help you out, whether you need a coach, a mentor, you need to hire somebody to do it for you. I know personally, I couldn't stay consistent with my email marketing. So what did I do? I hired Elaine. There's a reason for it, right? Because I know there's power in it, but I also know I'm never going to do it right? I'm never going to be able to do it and I'm never going to be able to do it well. So hire somebody. So again, go take action. Don't listen to this and go, yep, yep, yep. I've heard all this before. I'm sure you have. Nothing we said is rocket science or new. It's just the truth, but go take action. All right. Love you. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening today. But remember, now it's time to take action. My goal is to get you results. So what is one action? you can commit to taking this week. Feel free to share it with me in my DMs or tag me on your socials. Not sure what action to take? Grab the link in the show notes and schedule a strategic power hour. We can talk through it together and get you a strategic plan of action in just 60 short minutes. Oh, and one last favor. As with every podcast, reviews and ratings are what help us continue to show up and grow. So if you wouldn't mind, please take a quick minute to leave a five-star review on Apple or Spotify and share this episode with a friend. Thanks. Talk soon.